Well, you, you should start, like, investing in something. I should. Like, because it grows exponentially. Not that yeah. I like the 401k system, but... I think, you I think start investing is money. evil. I literally think investing no, is evil. Anytime I, I mean, anyone tells me to invest in something, I, like, get the, the kill bill zoom in on that. <laughs> now is, you can say that. I can't. Now I know. <laughs> you're not going to be saying the same thing. When, I mean, you might still say the same thing, but you're going to regret that you didn't do the evil thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the I'm evil gonna become, thing if I I'm don't. I'm going to become a crank. I'm going to become a kook. I, I, okay. I'm gonna be. That's I'm gonna be. Old I've guy. been saying my retirement plan has been the Unabomber for a long time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I is, think is a 401k a uniquely American thing? Yes. Stocks aren't. Yes, but it is. That might Being be. allowed to live. Well, <laughs> no, Being allowed lucky. to retire. Yeah. No, no. Like, yeah. The the idea that it's like okay, you might uh, not be. Yeah, allowed your retirement is dependent on stocks. So not having a 401k <laughs> is kind of more American than. <laughs> no, no, no. Because the 401k is like, yeah, you might be able to retire if the stocks are good, and then if the stocks uh, are bad, it's like, sorry, buddy, your 401k is worthless. You can get a 401k from like any company. Like you can get one from Starbucks. You can get one from. I, why do I? I why do they got, have to be involved? Why I, does Starbucks have to be involved with me? For one from from AC Moore, and I don't know. They weren't a publicly traded company. They weren't even owned by a publicly traded company. A company. Why does the price <laughs> so, of coffee get to determine whether or not I retire? Nick, if you have one less coffee a day, you can retire. <laughs> no, 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 Stop no, no. having so much coffee. And they they're like, hey, Fidelity, handle this 401k, Fidelio. and, Fide and Fidelity okay. invests in all these garbage things. Well, in 60 <laughs> years, uh, you're gonna talk to me, and I'm gonna be like a person who now, if you talk to them, they don't have a social security number. That's gonna be my equivalent in that time. You're gonna be 88 I, years old. No investment portfolio li ever. Living. In uh, that's the my woods, that's my mantra. If I invest in a single thing, I will have betrayed my ideals. Okay. Uh, I disagree. Well, if you have I, any I want joint money, accounts with Emily sure. and she's investing in things, then you've already lost. No, I won't do it. Okay. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have any joint accounts? Okay. Investing is evil. Maybe I, this I... should just be the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, Trying to get Nick to invest idiot. in anything. <laughs> It's a, it's the worst are, are game show. The, are you guys the sharks? Like, yeah. No, wait, I'm the shark in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, but we're trying to help you, and you just keep saying no. Keep saying no. And there's no stakes. You never have to say no. Yes. You want to give money. and welcome to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It, the show where we do something different every single week. This week, we are watching Burn After Reading, the Coen Brothers 2008 spy thriller? Yeah. How dare all the advertising or blurbs call this a spy movie? It's a, a midlife crisis. Political dramedy? It's a, it's a movie. movie about cheating on your spouse. <laughs> 
It's kind of like Twin Peaks in that everyone is fucking each other. Yeah. Uh, and also incompetent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, let's see. We've got uh, Mr. I Think I Can Get a Run In. That's Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can fit a run in after I build my sex machine. Does he Does he give that a name? I'm no. trying to think if he gives it a name. He says he saw it in a gentleman's magazine. That's all the info you get. It's on so it. funny that they shoot him from time. the back the whole time, I, like he's building some kind of robot or something. This movie has so much See, mystery the thing is, in it. I thought it was trying to fake me out. I was like, he's building an X-frame. He's building some kind of BDSM thing, and he fucking was. <laughs> you got it. I I I don't I don't know what I thought. I thought it was going to be a huge swerve, like he was building something. I mean, that's the Cohen for this thing. Is it's just a weird thing that he's doing, and like the Amazon like thumbnail for this movie is when. Linda, let's say, mm-hmm. is her name? Linda Litsky. Linda Litsky sees it. Like, she has, you know, a shocked look on her face, and she's clearly in a basement next to a mm-hmm. chain link fence. You're like, oh, what's this movie about? He's, she's just actually in a basement looking yeah. at a, a dildo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting ahead of us. Uh, we have a good Samaritan just passing through, trying to uh, make sure that everything ends up in its rightful place. Seb. Are you concerned about the security of your shit? <laughs> gonna ride my bike that's such a you fucking... think that's a schwinn <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to just so say much in this movie. more than usual i want to call you guys fucks because they yeah. use that you fuck well john malkovich <laughs> oh, is non-stop calling people fucks in this movie yeah. um specific uh specificity in swearing and insults is re- is always really good mm-hmm. like not everyone calls someone an asshole some people just say you're a fuck yeah well, I'm your host, Hard Bodies Assistant Manager, Nick. <laughs> Russian Embassy not giving a shit, <laughs> Nick. I, I that first scene in Hard Bodies where uh, Chad like destroys that guy's uh, leg. Yeah, oh, in God. the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that noise was. I mean, it has to have been added in post, yeah. but I wonder if it was like a later decision to have that noise in there. He's like it's stretching like, a like guy a, out. It's like a breaking. It's a break. Noise. Yeah, it's not yeah. just a. Like resetting your arm or dislocating your arm. No, it's something like a bone in his crack. ass, he yeah. says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, which makes me think it's like his, his pelvis, like like where the, the leg meets the, the hip. I was watching like... this movie with an ice pack on that exact area. <laughs> it's like, this movie is too violent, Nick. We can't watch this. <laughs> so, um, this is uh, Coen Brothers' uh, political comedy movie. First of all, I would like to say it is so funny that. This um they made a movie this good and it's the general consensus is it's not even one of their like best movies. It's like like for anyone yeah. else that you'd be like oh obviously the masterpiece Burn After Reading, and uh, for them it's like well you know it's it's not as uh, good as No Country or whatever but it's still pretty good. But I think this is their best one personally. This is my favorite. And um, really we'll you get into so? it in the in the wow. second segment. But one of the things that is so special about this movie to me is that it is a quintessentially American story in a lot of ways. One is that it involves the CIA. Two, it takes place in Washington, D.C. Uh, but it also just it also involves... It takes place in Maryland. It takes place in Maryland. It's, it, it, it involves yeah. the, Her, um, the vanity and narcissism oh, yeah, yeah. and greed and stupidity of a couple of people who are all convinced that they are the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. And that is where much of the drama and comedy in this film comes from. And uh, George Clooney, like, angrily leaving with his sex pillow is exactly yeah. the kind of uh, <laughs> is exactly the kind of way 
that people are in life even if they don't see themselves that way it's like looking you dead in the eye and being like this is how stupid your problems are and uh and characters do that to each yeah, other yeah in the movie. yes <laughs> and that's what makes it so funny but also what makes it you know like i feel like if you don't aren't so immersed in our culture you could watch this movie and be like do people really act like that over there to the which i have to say yes absolutely people act like this all the time here they uh that that bit on Twitter that you see people doing, damn my life be a movie. There are people like that. <laughs> you, they're out here, man. Yeah, we're if, in it every if that's day. That's what we're talking about. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not. It's uh, maybe I shouldn't even bring this up, but like nowadays, people thinking. I think that just like the ability to just film your like post a picture of yourself and be like, oh, I'm posting a picture of myself, like Ninja posts a picture of himself or yeah. whatever. Like, everyone is like, oh, one day I'll be famous. And I'm doing then... the hashtag Moon Knight Challenge. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Getting brain di- disease? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. No, it's not, I just made that up. Oh, okay. it's, now it's real, though, because you <laughs> now, said now it. Now we have to do now it. Now we're all doing the Moon Knight Challenge. <laughs> we're doing the Moon Knight Challenge like right now. It's like an Orbeez Challenge right now where people, like, shoot Orbeez at at oh, I yeah. thought you said Morbius No, no. The oh. Moon Knight. The Moon Knight challenge is when you get somebody to call you White Batman. <laughs> well, that's you. And then you. Then you. Then, yeah, I'm guys. I'm like the White Batman. And now this has snowballed into a hashtag on Twitter saying there should be a White Batman, which it doesn't even make sense anymore. <laughs> Nick has said it, and now it's real. We do, guys. Know. I'm feeling like the White Batman tonight. <laughs> What's the John Wick blackface? <laughs> Guys, I'm thinking I'm black. <laughs> People keep asking me if I'm black. Up until now, I didn't really have an answer. But you know, you know what? I'm thinking I'm black. Anyway, anyway. this is about burn after reading. Right, right, Not right. about John Wick, Moon Knight, or Batman. <laughs> so, but um, the, I, the reason I bring it up is because I think that there are certain kinds of stories and certain kinds of characters that only makes sense when they're wrapped like in a thick blanket of just living in America. <laughs> like this is this is what it's like here. This is uh what our culture produces because there are some there are people who argue and I I sort of agree with a lot of their points that America doesn't have really have a culture. It's just a bunch of other things rolled together. Like in the way that I don't know, say Germany has a culture or France has a culture of like you go back generations and like they have things that their ancestors cared about and did whereas in america it's just like though maybe once a long time ago that mattered to somebody we have but the ugly I've... privilege of not even knowing what our ancestry yeah. is yeah <laughs> or exactly. they were racist yeah exactly. <laughs> i mean i i know who mine were but um and then they were all um white colonialists um, yeah uh but i i think that's a little bit inaccurate well, I mean, like, we're not part of, like, the Navajo peoples or anything. No, that actually, no, no. Like, but, I mean, like, American 400 culture, years, yeah. there's a culture there. Okay. We might well, we not were, know it. We were talking it's about like work. saying you don't have an accent. One That's of the things we were, I was, Seb was saying if she didn't want to be me because she didn't want to, she doesn't like to cook. But one of the great things about working in a kitchen is the multiculturalism of mm-hmm. it. Like, mm. I am the minority in the kitchen and my Spanish is getting better and stuff. And one of the guys, uh, Sunday was like, I have a date with this white woman, with a white woman. What do I make? What do white people eat? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like nice she was just like yelling at every white person that walked in the kitchen, like, what do you eat? 
We landed on uh, we eat other cheese, food. I think. We did, I just said that. Yeah, exactly. Dude, the boondocks is right every time. I said, I said pasta, and he said, that's Italian. And it was like, then I didn't know what to say after that. I think southern food we started talking about, but then that's like southern food. It's no, not I mean, like... I think that you have a good idea, though, because I think in the, for the most part, white people do eat other cultures' food. Right. If you want to say that Italian you is a culture. You just appropriated it. Kind of like curry is a quintessential meal in Britain now, oh, yeah. and that comes Brit- from Britterf, India. Briturf, as you coined earlier. Briturf. <laughs> 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 this dude, please, can we stop saying that? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have no British listeners, I hope. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you're British, please Get stop. the fuck stop out of here. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Go eat your curry and watch fucking Limmy. Go get a hot water bottle. That's what? A, that's a, that's a, that's a, you get that for your tea. You go to the, you go down to the no, shop I, and you get a hot water bottle. No, no, you get a water bottle. A water bottle. You get a hot water bottle for your tea. Alex is away for one week over there, and he might not come back because he just <laughs> he drank a hot water bottle or something. <laughs> You're supposed to pour it into the cup to have oh. the tea. You don't, you don't just you, drink you the you hot water bottle. You put the tea bag in your mouth and then you drink the water. <laughs> It's, it's like that cocktail that you're only supposed to mix in your mouth. She's crazy. The Nikolashka. Nikolashka. I learned about that from Catherine. Anyway. Um, Is that Russian? No. Maybe. It, it, Another it notorious term. definitely turf. sounds uh, sloppy. Yeah. But like, uh, so we've got, anyway. we've got certain things that like, part of what I was talking about with Seb before Cam got here is that uh, America, a lot of American culture is the way it is because of the focus on individualism. And that comes from a deep rooted thing. Like, uh, some of the founding fathers way back, like when they were trying to figure out what to do with this fucking wasteland swamp, were, were saying like, okay, well, a lot of our constituents hate us, but it's okay because the solution to all our problems is going to be like, if you don't have to listen to anyone and we're not going to help you, but because, just because we're not, going to, we're not going to help you because you have all the resources to take care of it yourself. And by that, we mean uh move west like 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 <laughs> go, yeah yeah like go go like 80 acres west and then you'll have a spot and you'll have you'll be able to live off the land which means that you obviously we don't need to help you right because you can do it yourself aren't you so special you can do it you can do it yourself and uh, sure sure we got to kick out a couple of native americans to get there but we'll we'll do it and, and like even though be your own man that has long faded like long after Every scrap of land had been bought by somebody or taken up by a family or, or uh, forcibly evicted from somebody else or whatever. Uh, that kind of idea still lingered. Like you still get people uh, with the idea that like, you know, welfare is cheating or that they didn't get their fair share or like all of the American stories I can think of are like, like kind of give that kind of focus on hard work and specialness. Like, like even when it's a a working together kind of thing it's like we're working together because you have value to me you know yeah i speaking of moving west in early america um we were we were talking about how this is a uniquely american story and i was like um i don't know if i can think of any examples but that aren't just coen brothers movies but uh deadwood actually is Mm -hmm. about starting a town and not wanting any government involvement yeah exactly no you like oh these people are coming over and trying to lump us into this county and we're like no we don't want to be part of that county or whatever that happened in like new hampshire yeah like that <laughs> shit this, like, this, live free or die baby new hampshire started, 
started moving into a town in like New Hampshire, I think, mm -hmm. and started being like, okay, well, we're gonna live without any laws and have no like ordinances or anything. And they took over the town basically, and the town <laughs> had to kick them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a, a recent anecdote too about um, uh, this like separationism or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy at work uh, was is from Louisiana, and he made gumbo. And like I was saying, our work is very multicultural. And like mm -hmm. he put it down in the staff cafeteria and people were like, what is gumbo? How do I eat this? And you just immediately launched into the South should have won. Like, oh, my God. It was that's crazy. incredible. I was like, you can't just say that. And he's like, if, what? If he was joking he literally because gave people. Me, no. <laughs> he so was funny. He was he I, he literally gave me the war wasn't about that. Like, the, I was oh, like, you my can't, God. You can't just say that. But he's like 40. So and nobody like uh, 40 is Gen X. He should know better. He, he should know better about a lot of things. He burnt the gumbo Actually, four times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he was joking about crazy. like, oh man, we should have won, then you would know how to eat gumbo. That would be okay. I think that's there, fine. it definitely is, especially comparing northeastern food to southern food, southern eastern food. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much more culture down in the south. Speaking of American, they culture. have a lot of French influence. Mm -hmm. because, yeah, I mean, especially in and, Louisiana, you know, yeah, like like just any culture's influence mm -hmm. down there like up in new england what's the new england food it's like chowder chowder and, it's uh, it's english yeah. it's it's very british up here is it mm -hmm. yes. food wise yes yeah it's Do all, it's all british, british seafood kind of stuff which is uh, why, but I mean, like British seafood. Pies. Didn't they do the music for Disco Elysium? <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for people who listened to two episodes ago, three episodes ago. I don't know when we did. It. Anyway, it was, it was a while ago. Yeah. Oh, also, so Deadwood and uh, Fargo, obviously, a really American yeah. story about getting your due and mm -hmm. like. And no, stupid, I found this. Of greed. Everyone wants to be rich, and like one day I'll be rich, mm -hmm. so I can step on the people like me. Yeah. Uh, like. <laughs> Then I'll um, show me. Then I'll show me. There's a Lenny <laughs> says it, or Homer says it in a Simpsons episode. Yeah. Like, or no, Fry says yeah, it in Fry. Futurama. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I'm not rich now, but one day I might be. And then people like me better watch out. <laughs> yeah, people like me better watch their stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so like the idea that you're going, to, you will finish the American dream at some point. I was like, I will be rich eventually. It's like, you probably never will be. But mm -hmm. yeah, I was, sometimes I think about, you know, throughout my life, I've had these fantasies of like, I don't actually want to be a bus driver, but if I was a bus driver, I'd do this. <laughs> like, it's it's always like I could do this profession and I do it this way. Uh, that's so like, just... that's so humble. I love that you said yeah. bus driver. That, no, it, that's it not what any, I expected anything. at all. It'd be like bus driver or I don't think any teacher of us expected or her to say that. <laughs> that or this or that. Uh, you know, it's just this thing like the American dream. You can be anything you want. Not that I want to be a bus driver, but it would be like. But a, you could. Yeah, yeah, I could. I, I don't want that's to. That's the idea. I was going to say Big Lebowski, too. Is like, yeah, really, I mean, that's, is that a that's another Cohen. Fuck. They keep making the same damn movie, and it's so good every time. <laughs> well, Wait, I mean, but isn't Fargo and Big Lebowski about false ransoms? They're both about the same yeah, thing? They're, they're both about, uh, like, botched crimes. And I but mean, false so ransoms one, specifically. In a way. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, but in both amazing also, movies. that happens as well, sort of. They keep doing the same thing. <laughs> it's good every it's time. Nothing original well, I mean, anymore. they've come, they've come out with But it's a the same guys. <laughs> they've come out with a couple of movies since then, Cam. I don't know if you've well, heard of them. This know, is the um, latest one I've seen, I think. It, well, aside from Bustin' a Scrug. Yeah. That's the last one. Or wait. What is the latest Coen Brothers? I didn't see uh, Hail it was, Caesar. Um, they the just fuck. did. Hail Caesar was 2016, so Bustin' a Scrug is after that. What's Raising Arizona? What's Raising it? Arizona was them. Okay. God damn, they're so um, good. And uh, wait, is that also about a? No, that's about a real ransom. No, that's, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about a baby. 
God damn it. They keep making this. My child rearing years were just ahead. <laughs> but um no uh, fart on the wall. Uh they <laughs> So um, they did. They just adapted uh, Macbeth, which is so insane to me. Did they do that? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna watch Mac that right now. Mac plus Beth. Yeah. I'm gonna leave to watch that right now. <laughs> I didn't know that was him. Yeah, that was him. Holy shit. I think it actually might be only one of them. I think it might be just Joel Cohen. Mm. And Ethan didn't do this one for some reason. That's why I it's in black and white. Figure it out. Ethan's the, the color guy. The twins are all separating. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it might just be busy. <laughs> like, uh, but um. Kim, you saw There Will Be Blood recently. That's such a Oh, my God. Is that them, too? No, that's Paul uh, Thomas Anderson. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's another pulling yourself up by your bootstraps uh, mm-hmm. movie. And then he does it. And he, he has, a, like, a bowling alley in his house, which is so crazy to mm-hmm. see in that time period at the end of the movie. It's the perfect setting for the end of the movie. You have to watch that tonight. I like, am you have to watch that. Um, it's so good. It's long, but, like, but it's good. One of these, uh, these stories, like, that just are products of this environment... Um, Sometimes you get you get the occasional foreigner who comes here and just sees it as as like a horror, like nightmare. Yeah. Which is why uh, I think one of the reasons that I think v- RoboCop is so good because mm-hmm. Verhoeven is Dutch and he comes to America and he, and he makes RoboCop and he's like, "This is what your country's like." <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's right. He's right. Yeah. Uh, like RoboCop and Starship Troopers. Uh, the, I saw somebody make the joke that we're living in Paul Verhoeven world right now, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, well, I'd love to argue with you, but I can't really." Uh, yeah, Starship Troopers mm. is the Are We the Baddies movie, right? Like, it's we well, it's yeah, basically, it's it's the um, it was a very fascist novel originally, and uh, Verhoeven took the book and then made it like a satire. Oh yeah, he's uh, like, this yeah. is bad, but there, yeah, it's just viewpoint. Oh, it's like what the one guy tried to do with turning Cats into a musical because the the guy who yeah. wrote the Cats book yeah. originally yeah. was like super a uh, eugenicist oh dear <laughs> that's well, why i gotta one say that didn't really make it through to the it. end uh no it kind of fell back <laughs> luckily we fixed cats <laughs> um usually that's expensive hey, I, uh, I was telling nick earlier um to the most quintessential um i mean not quintessential as in important but like it, it has the essence of it. has the essence of america america in them um two movies i've watched before because this one kid made me watch them in um my freshman year of college um were i believe it was called rampage um and it was just this kid and he had this plan and he's like i'm gonna shoot everybody up in my town every single person and he gathers all his body armor he gathers all these assault weapons bombs shit like that everything and he does it and he gets away with it there are no consequences Hmm. um and then why do you think he showed you the movie you think he was, he was, he's he was an asshole. He no, was an asshole. no, are you sure this was wasn't? Like, he wasn't like a CIA guy. He was like trying to be like, wow, isn't this? What so do you cool? think of this? Yeah, what do you what do you think of this? Do you want to do this? Do you think you could do this? He's like holding yeah, his lapel really quick. What do you think of um, this? And then there was Limitless, which is oh, <laughs> I want that pill. That you brought this yeah, up. yeah. The the guy who Gotta takes the pill. pill to unlock his whole brain, he and then towards the end of the movie, they're like, you can't keep taking the pill. He's like, yes, I can, and he does with no consequences. That's about how opiates are good. Oh, they are though. Yeah. It's it's great. It gets you really high. Um, it's great. It's great. Yeah, and it's those great. are those are just really kind high. of like the you can do anything you want. Like yeah. like that's that's the American thing. You can do the no American. You can do anything you want as long as you don't want smart. any help. Yeah. No, yeah. Like you, like the limitless limitless was like all right. You can play the stock market. You can take these pills to play the stock market. Now you're successful. That's all you need in life. You know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the guy with the guns is the guy with the guns, and he gets away with having his guns. And it's just, he's, it's just a gun movie. It's crazy. That's all. It's the 
most gun gun movie I've ever seen. It blows my mind when movies end and just there's no consequences for anything to anyone. I mean, this movie kind of gets into that a little bit. Well, that's why it's so good, though. Yeah, that's part of why it's so funny. I don't think that movies should have consequences most of the time. No, I think that it's you. I think that you should. I think that, you know, it should fit with the way you're telling your story. I think, yeah, the pendulum swings of like, oh, before movies had to have a happy ending, and then you have movies that had to have a realistic sad ending where the main character dies or whatever, there's That's consequences. The new wave. And then it swings back where it's like, actually, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> nothing gives nothing a shit? happens. No. Uh, who cares? Ah, <laughs> um, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Um, oh, that's why I, I want to watch more foreign films. I try, you know, I don't, I try not to turn, you know, be too, uh, dis, uh, dis, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, picky Same. with my movie, like mm-hmm. not watching foreign films. Anyway, I try not to say no when someone suggests a foreign film. Like we watched that fucking one, what was it called? The, with Mads Mikkelsen? We watched, uh, that was, um, um, uh, oh God, it was uh, so good. Fuck, what was it called? Another round. Another round. Another yes. round. I for I, I was really happy. Did that we talk we about that. it on the podcast? We didn't talk about it did. on the podcast. Watch another round if you have a chance. It's so fun, but also you can see how different the culture yeah, is. Yeah, it's just like crazy. Like it's so fun to watch because you're like, whoa, they can just do that and yeah. it's fine. Like, <laughs> like it's so all the little things that mm-hmm. are like, um, like you weren't there when we watched that. Where you said uh, the movie Another Round? No, no. The uh, guy from Death Stranding. Um, and his friends, they're teachers, and at they, a high school, they discover this old theory that um, humans are best when they're at five percent alcohol level. Five percent blood alcohol. Blood alcohol. Point five. Sorry. Point five percent of your blood. Well, that's alcohol. my my theory is five, but <laughs> <laughs> one uh, in twenty blood drops of blood should be pure whiskey. <laughs> um, but anyways, but they're all teachers, and so they're. And then it's good for a while, and then they're like, "What if more though?" <laughs> and then they just completely ruin it. It's so it's, it's such really a great it's movie. It's such a good movie. So fun. But like, yeah, there are. But I think that I'm watching, trying to think of the you, cultural differences. I can't even really think of anything. The cultural differences. Maybe that a teacher takes shown, a vacation is very fascinating. Yes, we don't but also that. like you've got. Um, he's got he's got like a house on the teacher's salary. Yeah, office. interesting, like, and a car. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, but also, there's like the the way the. Uh, the students kind of like band together as a unit and like and like work together they have like a tradition they have like the the, the singing isn't chorus classes and seen as gay or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> um there's the uh what's the uh thing what's the fucking uh what's it called where you have to drink and run around the lake like the oh tradition that they have. shit but anyway the case race I yeah it's say. like something like that <laughs> yeah you have to drink uh everyone just look up a case race doesn't matter we're yeah. getting a little off track yeah, but another, it's it, so fun to watch foreign movies because you're like oh you just notice the little differences and i wonder watching movies with you know like when people not from america watch movies are they like i used to uh work with a bunch of uh, taiwanese and filipino interns and like they would go see like the marvel movies and shit with Mm-hmm. No subtitles. Their English was pretty good, but they mm-hmm. ju- they just didn't give a shit. They would just like, mm-hmm. you know, like get the gist of it and have yeah. a good time watching mm-hmm. it. And I wonder how much they're like, like I I saw the new Halloween twenty eighteen with one of the girls, mm-hmm. and I was I, sh- I should have asked her more about like, I mean they have horror movies in yeah, Thailand absolutely. a lot but of horror, them actually, but, like, but... <laughs> Thai horror movies are so different than like yeah, American especially horror movies. Halloween, which is just about the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, they do a lot of zombie stuff in Asia. I don't know that I've seen a Thai well, movie. Uh, Seb, you and I watched a, a Spanish horror movie. We watched a Wreck. Yeah, that one it, was good. Yeah, that was um, uh, which know. is like a, about like a kind of a zombie vampire. It's, why is it always zombies? Oh, it's, it, it's it was... like a biohazard outbreak thing oh. in an apartment building. Oh, that's in Spain. Cool. Footage. Nice. Found footage. It's thing. pretty good. Yeah. It, it, but um, it was again like very different culturally from what we're like. Like a zombie movie here is. Uh, I think of you know the the Walking Dead. I, obviously, it's not a movie, but the Walking Dead is such an American zombie story. Of it's like people start if fighting I, each other. Yeah, it's an individual. The, the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, in that kind I of situation, people way. would start fighting each other. But in, in the Walking Dead, it's the only thing that ever happens. Yeah. Like, the main <laughs> conflict isn't the zombies; it's between oh, people. Yeah. And yeah. I know that that's his fucking point. But Robert Kirkman, come on, surely you have something better to say about human nature than hey, that. Hey man, the first the comics. Are good, and the first couple seasons that show are really good. So my my thing about um, like the the individualism angle, mm-hmm. especially with the yeah. people are are meant to fight each other kind of thing. I'm like, most of your brain, so uh-huh. much of your brain has evolved. Are you going on your limit? I, I le- yeah, I was just about to say. Oh. I, learned, <laughs> I, I learned about the brain from the social. movie. Social. took the plot for the film. No, so much of your brain is evolved to be social, to talk to people, to understand people, and work with people, and to say that that is actually made to fight with people and keep to your own mm-hmm. I, that just makes me so mad like if you're trying to go like yeah, this is I, just how we are I, I agree with yeah. you if like even the most basic like animal instincts like if you took humans down to nothing they would work together with each other with no yeah. outside influence it, you have to work reason, so much harder to make them fight each other even I as an introvert who doesn't really like to talk to people like new people I don't like going out and seeing people I have to go see people because I've my brain will go that. crazy even if I don't I'm experiencing that out. right now. Yeah. I just woke up from a nap and came here, and I, I said like a hundred things at once. I'm cutting this out of the episode, but I have to say this joke. What's crazy is that the pill from Limitless is just estrogen. They don't tell you that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you keep that in. <laughs> but it doesn't, it's, that's not related to what we were talking Wait, about. Wait, we're not doing Limitless? <laughs> Next week, limitless. Please don't cut. Just call it all. All right, all right. Before this is an hour-long first segment, we I am going to cut us off here. Hope you enjoyed our uh, intellectual discussion on uh, the merits of American media. I think (laughs) about 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 the pill from limitless. We'll be right back with uh, burn after reading. Humans only use. 10% 10% of their bones. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the bones. <laughs> like, only 10% of their bones. 10% of their balls. That's an old Nick joke. You, I, think. <laughs> I don't know if it's, or if you got it from a tweet or something. Oh, I might have. Who knows? I doubt. That, I, that's I think like that my was brother, you. Um, my brother going, 3, 3% of people like trees. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's remarkably high. That's low. like this CD just lying in a locker. On the floor there? Yeah. And it's these files, man. I'm uncomfortable with this. It was just lying there. You should put up a note in the ladies' locker room. Put up a note? Hello? Did anybody lose their secret CIA shit? I don't think so. This is some senior guy who screwed the pooch. This could put a big dent in my surgeries. Big time. 
I have gone just about as far as I can go with this body. Right. Hello. Osborne Cox? Yes. I thought you might be worried about the security of your shit. I've been working on the What you're engaged in is blackmail? I'm a mere good Samaritan. Give me the CD as soon as you give us the up. money, dickwad. Where's the money? He didn't give it to me. Uh, who's Farrer? It's messy. He is screwing Mrs. Cox. Pull around the corner, we'll do it in the back. That's so cool. Back of the car, not the rear entry situation. That's just a taste. PC or the Mac? Uh, the Russians? Why would they go to the Russians? You can be a spy, too, madam. <laughs> we don't really know what anyone is after. Report back to me when, uh, I don't know, when it makes sense. with the FBI on this dead body. No, no, God, no. Burn the body. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Please don't listen to this. Your life depends on it. Uh, we are here talking about Burn After Reading, and man, this is a new one for me. Remember 2008? No. Oh, yeah. thank what, God. What the fuck? <laughs> Remember that I shit? Have, I have a meme somewhere. I wish I could show the listeners this. You're going you're gonna to show the listeners like, your phone? Um, a character from... Uh, Lucky Star, Neil Lucky, oh, whatever. Yeah. Lucky Star, and she's like like deep fried and it says, That's it, you're going back to two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'm two thousand zero eight. Um but uh <laughs> but uh, okay, so two thousand eight, the Coen brothers have already made every movie you know and love from them. Um they've done Big and Lebowski. They're doing Big, it again. Big, yeah, Big Lebowski, <laughs> Fargo uh, this, their most recent one at the time of this movie, if I am correct, is was No Country for Old Men. Can Crazy. you imagine following up No Country for Old Men? I can't. I would just quit being alive. Like is that, that good? I watched it. It's that. really good. I don't remember anything about it. You don't remember it. No Country? That's with the Anton guy Chigurh. and the little girl, right? No, that's True Grit. Oh. Now I remember. I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. yeah another yeah. Coen Brothers movie. Fuck. You got it confused for. They so. keep making it again. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I watched that. That was that's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah No Country for Old Men with Anton Chigurh. A great uh fucking I don't know ending too. Yeah. They're good at that. Yeah, they are. They are very good at that. Um, but I like, was thinking this is such a Fargo too. Were you guys thinking that? No, not really. really. I feel like this is so wrapped up. Like obviously there are pieces of Fargo in here. You could say that they're repeating themselves a little bit, but um, which is fine. I keep yeah. saying that, but I love it. I don't. I don't care how many times they tell a similar, similar and huge quotes. I mean, it's it's got its own style and and story for sure but it's just so funny the lines you can connect between the Mm -hmm. other movies absolutely so i was reading a review of it that said something along the lines of uh the coen brothers make two kinds of movies uh people who are caught up by their own stupidity and people who are caught up by their own greed Mm. and uh sometimes this is you will see that's the thing this is the intersection of those two and there are other movies that are the intersection of those two because the uh, plot gets kicked off for a bunch of reasons. Uh, one of the main ones being that Osborne Cox are... I, I don't know if he's really our main character, but he's I was supposed to say Linda was the main character. Linda is the main it. character. Is she, though? I think... Well, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, fuck it. Fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> God damn, I love a movie that's thesis. I don't know. Fuck it. So. Uh, yeah, maybe we should attempt so, let's to explain see. the plot. When a disc they have containing a hard time in the movie, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they make a point of how confusing it is in the movie. So some of the negative reviews I found from 2008 talked about how confusing the plot was, and I'm like, man, that's the movie. Like, what? Do, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I'm I'm not good at following plots, and I don't think it was that hard to follow. No, I don't think so either. Because you have to recognize that it's it's way simpler than it seems. I yeah. guess right. But the characters in the movie weren't watching it all happen yeah. so they're like yeah. how did this uh, that scene here? where george clooney finds out what's going on is so funny yeah yeah <laughs> and he, he doesn't even find out what's going anyway go ahead yeah Dan. so uh the the here's the synopsis for this when a disc containing memoirs of a former cia analyst falls into the hands of gym employees linda and chad <laughs> they see a chance to make enough money for linda to have her life-changing cosmetic surgery Predictably, events whirl out of control for the duo and those in their orbit. Yeah, that, that works. So, yeah, we start this movie with Osborne Cox, who is a CIA data analyst. Who's uh, Is that it? So, well, so later on in the movie, when they, uh, like, somebody says to J.K. Simmons, the CIA director in this film, uh, like, what clearance? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they ask, well, what was his clearance level? And then they tell J.K. Simmons, and he's like, Oh, oh, that's fine. fine then. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fine. he's only yeah. at level yeah, three. He, like, he, yeah, he doesn't know any shit that could cause us problems. Well, wait. So yeah, so he gets, he's not getting fired at the beginning of the movie. He's getting he's getting moved moved to a lower position, basically. Yes. Yeah. But they're being he's so moved, nice about he, it. He's but... getting moved out of the office, basically. Uh, okay. And he hates that, so he quits. Yes. Yeah, but what do they say why he's getting moved because he's an alcoholic because he's an alcoholic and who's bothering everyone in the office they're doing it for a personal reason rather than uh, a professional one okay they're like that, being an alcoholic can also be yeah a being a, uh, yeah it can right also totally be a but one. i didn't get and that's why he goes on the screaming tangent to like you're you're, you're a mormon everyone compared to you everyone's an yeah. alcoholic but <laughs> i i just didn't feel like how they showed how his alcoholism is affecting other people at work but it doesn't matter because yeah it doesn't matter we're, yeah, we're I mean, already the past next the point shot there is, they cut to him like um breaking ice to put into a drink at home yeah yeah god forbid which i mean after losing your job that might be the first yeah. thing you do yeah for anybody and him in that robe sure that that was <laughs> that was the Christ. first thing i did after losing my job at the movie theater so <laughs> um but he's uh so he talks no to his wife to you guys but i wish you still worked there 
Yeah, me too, Anna, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes me too. Yeah. yeah um, I have so dreams about that movies. place, actually. Me too. Yeah. Um, me too. But uh, <laughs> I had a... So, so after that, so after that, uh, Osborne Cox, uh, you know, CIA guy who was never really that special or important, uh, quits in a fit of rage and is like, I'm going to write my memoirs, my I'm a guy in the CIA memoirs. And his wife come ho- comes home. Oh, talk about American privilege. Like, yeah. I was so mad at him for, I was, I was Tilda Swinton being mad at my husband for quitting a job where he could have had money, a pension. And like, yeah. Yeah. you fucking idiot, just take the demotion in quotes, they weren't going to pay you less. Yeah. You were just yeah. going to be less important. She was kind of, I guess, leeching off of A stone-cold bitch? Yeah, she's a stone-cold bitch. Absolutely. She was leeching off Words of all of his benefits while not doing... Well, actually, no. She's also a doctor. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny when you find out what her yeah, actual job is. Yeah, she's got fucking benefits. She's a doctor. <laughs> well, I thought it was she's more a of a joke that she's a, a just a... Oh, is this demeaning to say just a doctor for kids? Well, She acts like she's so much more she, important. She acts like she's a surgeon. Yeah. And then you found out she's arguing with a kid. But it's also funny that she's such a like, like you said, stone cold bitch. Like that no, makes her such, such a such a bad bitch. fit for the job of like yeah. being a kid's doctor. Yeah, because they they show her trying to get the the kid to open um his mouth, and she she's like, "Open your mouth, or I'm going to make your mom leave, and, and we're, we're going to sort this out." Yeah. And he. And then she gets a call, and the kid has just not budged. Yeah, the kid beats her. Like, it just wins. Like, <laughs> it's so easy. Uh, Every character to... in this movie is pathetic in their own way. Yeah. Yes, that was one way. of the funniest so moments when you find out. It's, it's a real thing in real life when you, like, oh, someone is so pompous about their job, and then you find out what they actually do, and it's like, oh, you dork. You're not that mm-hmm. important. <laughs> yeah. Not, I don't know. Am I saying the pediatricians aren't important? I guess I am. They're very yeah, they're important, important, but the, but, the way, she, but like Nick she said, acts, she acts like acts, she's yeah, right. she Doctor acts Strange. Like she's, Doctor Strange, you know, you know, like head of the Pediatricians lives. Guild of America or yeah. something like that, which isn't a real thing. Surgeon but General, something or like that. PDA, um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, sorry, Tilda, yeah, he gets yelled at by his wife Tilda Swinton, who decides to divorce him. She's been sleeping with George Clooney for a while, like all of us want to. Yeah, <laughs> who can blame her? <laughs> I know. Well, that's. Uh, the movie makes it clear that, like, you know, it's not, uh, despite all of his other hilarious flaws, George Clooney is still, like, an attractive, like, desirable guy in this movie uh, with a bunch of other funny problems. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is fascinating in this movie. Yeah. I loved him so much. But, uh, you know, you've got the, the ex-CIA analyst who's writing a, writing a terrible book about his time in the agency. Um, yeah, he quits and then he's like, well, I'm going to write my book. And his uh-huh. wife is like, you moron, you dumb shit. Yeah, you absolute idiot. Because she's right, but yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, um, he, he his memoirs, starts recording right. the uh-huh. memoirs, and you hear him like, I forget what the first the first sentence out of his <laughs> yeah. mouth is like something super up his it own sucks. ass. Yeah, it's so bad. About, like his so childhood or something yeah. like that. Yeah, when we were young, yeah, we're we young the agency what meant anything. We, we had the world, the world at our fingertips yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and then. It shows him watching Family Feud during yeah. daytime television, oh, waiting, for, scene waiting his for his wife too. to get home. Oh, I was just going to say, on the boat. does his dad have a single line in the movie? No, the, no. the dad is just no, like, it's just, just doesn't just even fucking say failure. anything what, How did this happen? How did I and raise this? they're on this, this gorgeous boat that's probably like $30,000 boat mm-hmm. and like sailing and he doesn't even answer him when he's like, yeah, dad, I quit my job. I'm going to write my memoir. And his dad it just literally doesn't even look at it's him. Not it's not the so same funny. as when you were in state. <laughs> yeah. Things have changed with the Cold War ending. Oh, God. And, uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, yes. we like this um, movie so much. For but anyway, this, like, the plot actually, like, that starts the movie, but the plot doesn't actually kick off until 
he accidentally leaves the CD with some of his memoirs in no. the... No, well, not even. No. His wife is getting his oh, financial yes, of data course, off of, of his computer right, right. and yeah. ends up with his memoirs as well to give to her divorce lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whose secretary then leaves it. Yeah, at the gym. In the locker That's room. That's why Coen Brothers movies are so the, good because it's events. like it's like no, it wasn't even him. That's why he's so confused when they're trying to get the ransom off him. He's like, I didn't. I, what data are you even talking about? Yeah. I didn't believe this. I don't even know what this data is. Yeah. Because yeah, it's not him. It's. Oh, it's caused by him quitting his job technically and writing mm-hmm. the memoirs because his wife is going through his files and then not even his wife leaves it somewhere. His wife's divorce lawyer's secretary leaves it at the gym. Like it's <laughs> just this it's chain so of like, many why degrees. Why did she of... take that out of the office? It was just in her bag. It just yeah, it was, it was just in her bag. You know, it's like it, you know, absent-mindedly thing. She's I've, not I've working left for with the keys CIA. From work, so yeah, she. Or, yeah, anyway. yeah, but um. Uh. Then it ends up in the hands of Linda and Chad. Uh, Linda, who is uh, Frances McDormand, incredible actress, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, From the, Fargo the lead, fame. the lead in Fargo. Um, and uh, Brad Pitt as Chad, maybe the breakout performance maybe, in this movie. Maybe his best role. Maybe his best role. Like, honestly, I'm struggling to come I, up with anything no, better. I mean, he it, was, it's just Chad so funny. Chad was my in this favorite movie. character. And the movie, movie knows he's so, he's so funny. Like, there's yeah. so many scenes of him just doing nothing that are so unimportant to this movie. He's introduced to us absolutely demolishing some guy's leg. Yeah. Uh, He's stretching him out in the gym wearing cargo shorts and a polo. <laughs> yeah. That was so mind-blowing. He's like and running on the treadmill in cargo shorts. My, my favorite thing, he, he just... He's so oblivious to everything, and when um, he and always Linda, chewing gum. Yeah, he oh, and yeah. Linda are, are going to go to the Russian embassy uh-huh. to, you know, try to sell them this information. Yeah, and it's from the CIA. So she's like, "You can't wear that." He's like, "Why not?" She's like, "You have to wear a suit because he's gonna just wear he's gonna his, wear his hard red bodies. polo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cargo oh, shorts." God. And then he's like, ah, "I was gonna ride my bike." and then he does still ride his bike but um Uh, does he get his suit i guess from a secondhand store because all the all the tags are ripped out yeah is that explained in the movie i don't think they we're asking nick like he like i I shot them from a secondhand store because he he just didn't have a suit that makes sense but Which, yeah, because because he wouldn't have been mm-hmm. smart enough to take out his own tax. No, yes. absolutely not. No. So anyway, this is like all happening. Like this, uh, Linda wants to use this oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. use this data to extort whoever it's from to because she thinks that it's important CIA shit. Because obviously she doesn't know what's on here. She doesn't understand it. Um, uh, she sees numbers, which are just the financials, which is what uh, uh, his wife wanted. And she sees the memoirs and is like, oh, my God, it's, it's the CIA. It's talking about the CIA. Yeah, it's you, talking about the CIA. You'd think that there'd be something important in there, but he is so low in the totem pole that he has nothing mm-hmm. that is worth uh-huh. selling. Yeah, exactly. And so she is trying – she and Chad are trying to extort Osborne Cox for money so that she can get plastic surgery because she thinks that that will completely change her life and her dating prospects. That This is the most – realistic and sad part of the movie to me is like like i was talking about with the the instagram thing of like everyone thinks that they're two steps away from being famous and rich at some point in their life yeah and this was in 2008 before instagram or smartphones were really a thing god it's it's so depressing but like you're not you're not gonna be right (laughs) right and then the the insurance company has rejected her her yes um, 
asking but she's so entitled that she's like well why wouldn't my insurance pay for this i need this i i work at a gym and i'm like you work at a gym you work Mm -hmm. at a gym also it's it's an elective surgery like why would why would the government she's not even like big no no she's fucking francis mcdormand she looks amazing there's such a funny part in the movie where she's like i'll never i could never be an actress are you kidding me yeah it's funny because she is an actress yeah yeah and of course she's standing there next to brad pitt who looks amazing yeah in this movie well he looks like a doofus but he does look one of the dumbest it's the hall of fame dumbest haircuts of all time yes oh um oh god Um, what who is she uh the general manager ted Ted was, Ted? I don't know. He was really Ted is, good. Yeah, Ted is like in love with Linda. Yeah, and that she, was a really good scene It just completely goes over her head. Yeah, to the point where he gets killed at the end of the movie <sighs> because he's trying to help her. Yep. The, one of the best um, uh, you're beautiful the way you are scenes. Mm-hmm. Where she just completely denies him. She blows him off so badly. It's really funny too because, you know, in another movie that would be the point of it. Yeah, they'd get together. Even in like a, a comedy it'd be you know, it'd be like, oh, this is the love angle. I would she call realizes... this a comedy still, though. But this oh, is you're a right. different yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of comedy. But I mean, well, yeah, something that I, I was watching some interviews with the cast, and uh, something that Tilda Swinton brings up, and she says, well, you know, this is, of course, a, a comedy film, but uh, I've seen plenty of the Coen's other movies, and uh, in No Country for Old Men, of course, there is moments that are incredibly funny and i immediately think of the the when anton chigurh is trying to intimidate the lady at the gas station or the lady no the lady in the motel where uh he's trying to intimidate her like because he's an obvious murderer who is trying to intimidate her into like giving him a good room like and, and then she's just like you get whatever room you get you yeah. get the one that's open because she's like she's stonewalling this guy she's like i don't care if you're giving me the stink guy i don't care about any she doesn't of this know shit. that he would kill her yeah he just think that she's being he's being a difficult customer really. yeah but, That's and, funny. you know, so she scene. brings up, like, yeah, there's there's really funny moments in the Coen's darkest films, and there's really dark moments in the Coen's funniest films, including sure. this one, which yeah. has some of the most depressing imagery in any film I have ever seen. Like, some of the, the darkest, like, what they do with Brad Pitt's body in this, in this they don't movie. Even, do they show that? Was I on my phone? They don't show what happens to him after, right? No, he just they just dump yeah. Him they in talk the, about it in a in an interview. River. That's right? that's it. The, him the dumping him in the river. Yeah. After like this, the funny character, the the like who didn't even fucking do anything wrong. He was well, doing almost well, all of this He was in a paper. guy's house. Oh, we don't know. So he's in a guy's house looking for information. But a different guy is there. Yeah, and she's yeah. in the wrong so place. Who happens to be the guy that Linda is currently fucking? Yeah, so it's so funny the um, the the complicate like why this movie gets so complicated is why it's so funny. I was I was like so the, another cornerstone of this movie is how much everyone's cheating on each other, which yes. is really funny in this in, mm-hmm. and maybe part of the American thing of like right. I, I know we talked about it before of like yeah entitlement is like. Seb's right. People cheat on each other in every country, but it's just like they always have. I will do this. I I, saw I am the center as, of the universe. Yeah, it's about me. I don't care who I hurt. I'm. It's the wanderlust of that era of the I don't know the two thousands where you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I have this beautiful wife and a stable job, but I, I need more. I need more. Well, like I want to write my book. The way I I described it in our Discord chat was. A spy movie about middle-aged people trying to salvage yes. their sex lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you also said middle, uh, middle, midlife crisis. Yeah, midlife crisis. Middle-life crisis sounds so weird. Nobody, anyway, nobody but, says that. Uh, no. You say midlife um, crisis. But yeah, they're, they're all about middle age, you know, mm-hmm. like from 45 to 60 or something yeah. like that. And so you've got... George Quinney is at his silveriest, foxiest. 
Yeah, there, there's like the um, Osborne Cox has his wife, who's a big stick in the mud, who is fucking this guy Harry, who's, George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney, um, whose wife is a uh, picture book author, and um, so who is fucking someone else? Who's right. fucking on like him. her, like um, what do you call that? A publicist? Publicist. Yeah. Really? I didn't... I'm pretty sure he was, like, he was all with her. He just seemed like a Hobbit Schwartz character who can't pronounce the Publicist. Oh, <laughs> Rodney, Rodney Paber or something. Um, but then Harry is also it. dating publicist. other people online. Say publicist. <laughs> publicist. <laughs> what is your job? I'm a publicist. But yeah, Harry's also fucking other people online, even though he's kind of got, oh, like, a yeah, steady thing going with... We all weren't old enough to be in the dating be on the sphere. online dating we sphere, but like enough, the uh, but the, the like there. locally, yeah. like specifically, you know, meet me in DC or whatever the, the yeah. website oh, is. Where so it's fascinating. Like, yeah, We're... here's the Washington DC specific dating site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, so George Clooney is just sleeping with anyone he can get with, and because he's George Clooney, he a lot of people, but. Yeah, and he's just he he has a good time. What's funny is that like you can see how much he loves and, and cares loves about his wife. Yes, oh, but he I still, love that. He uh, still is fucking around. Well, that's oh. the entitlement thing. Is like as yeah. I can cheat on anyone you want, but as soon as she is divorcing me, that's I can't Dude, believe she's he, doing this. He was this. so he was so despondent. Like he accidentally kills Harry. Like he's been bragging the whole movie. I've never discharged my weapon, you yeah. know. But we've yeah. got training. That, he's, uh, what a great he's, setup. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then as soon as is he talking about that at the beginning of the movie at the party he talks about that too or is yeah yeah he, he does it throughout the movie it, I, oh yeah you're yeah right. at the very beginning so Chad is... is in the closet <laughs> and <laughs> Chad um, sure is in the closet in this movie and he like uh, shoots Chad immediately freaks the fuck out um, well, later on wait can I can I make this more complicated by describing it more yes. so okay. Chad is there to help Linda find more info on Osborne Cox. Because they think he's a high-end CIA guy, and the stuff that they have on him, they bring to the Russian embassy, which is maybe the funniest part of the movie. To mm-hmm. <laughs> in like, the year two thousand eight, I, I, I know where to find Russians, the Russian embassy, and they'll want American intel, which is like insanity. Like they're there. That's not <laughs> why, what they're. Why there would for. that be the case? <laughs> yeah, that's not. You the think that is, they're apparently just apparently they handed over to. The Amer the CIA's guy in the embassy. Yeah, like you're just giving it to the American government, basically. Yeah. But anyway, so they say the Russians say that's not enough, and so Chad goes to get more info. He goes to Osborne's Cox Osborne Cox's house, mm-hmm. but Osborne Cox isn't there. George Clooney is there because he's fucking Osborne Cox's wife. Uh-huh. So. And then, so then he hides in the closet and George Clooney finds him in the closet and just, because he's, like Seb was saying, talking the whole movie about, it's just instinct, muscle memory. Mm-hmm. I just keep it with me like a security blanket. Like I, I've never used it, but um, he sees the so much he training. He's been starting to get more and yeah. more paranoid over time. Because his wife has a oh, pri- yeah. a, like yeah. a private another, he's being followed. There's so yeah. much going on. Yeah, in this he, movie. his wife is suspicious of him, has like private investigators following him. Yeah. Because he's cheating case. on her with like a hundred yeah. women. But anyway, yeah, so and I think maybe this is weird to say, but like uh, like he finds a strange man in his closet. And I, I was going to look closet. it up. Oh, yeah. Not his closet. He's in the wrong house. <laughs> this is why it's so complicated. But, oh, my God. the f- I keep saying the funniest part of this movie. But 
the face Brad Pitt makes <laughs> yeah. when he's it's found so in the closet yeah. by the guy he's trying to hide from. He does the goofiest <laughs> yeah. golden retriever smile. Like, hey, how are you? It's like, like I'm Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> just gets shot in the forehead. Like, his yeah. brain explodes on the wall. It's so shocking to, in this movie that is, like, completely... You know, so low stakes. Everyone thinks they're in a high stakes thing, but they're it's all it's so not, low stakes yeah. the entire time. So far, and then and then Brad Pitt gets his head blown off for worthless information, for no reason, by the wrong guy in the wrong house, like or the right house with the wrong guy. Yeah. And immediately, I was like, well, if I was George Clooney, I would just call the police, right? Yeah. Like, I, there was someone in my closet when I opened but it. But that and would I be incriminating. Because he's not in the wrong house. house. Yeah. (laughs) It's so perfect. So uh, I know we've gone gone way, way off the rails here. I I did my best to try and describe the movie. We just kept getting into it and getting into it and getting into it. I think we've described it relatively. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. But Seb, I want to know, can you give me a take? Can you give me what you thought Um, of the movie Burn After Reading? Oh, my God. They didn't burn anything after reading. Yeah, what's up with that? They should have. Wait. (laughs) No. She... She read the financials and burned them to a CD. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh anyway. My, oh, um, my God. So, yeah, I, I did not know what to expect going into this movie. It, it was called Burn After Reading. I'm like, ah, spy movie. And so I start watching it, and then it's all just, like, 50-year-olds fucking uh-huh. each other's wives um, and single 50-year-olds trying to find love online. And it was just – but it was good. It was – it was a spy movie about middle-aged people trying to salvage their sex lives, and in the end, they did not exe- succeed in either uh, espionage or in their sex lives, <laughs> yeah, um, which right? is great. Just, um, a, just a failures all around. Yeah, um, but I, I liked um, Fargo um, because it was that black comedy, um, you know, like, people are getting killed, but it's funny mm-hmm. because of the way it happens. Um, people are stupid. People are, you know, just so up their own asses um and it was just like overall really fun all of the actors were really good all of the characters were really well fleshed out um i can't believe chad is my favorite character like a man named chad (laughs) who works at a gym is my Uh favorite character um, he is just a lovable puppy. He's so charming. Um, I, lo- like, I, like I, a, he's a I cared so much because he cared so much about Linda, and Linda cared so much about him. And when that's Nicholas... like that cross generational friendship in a workplace. Yes, that I, oh, long I, for. I think about that all the time. It's like, oh, my best friend at work is this guy who's like 20 years older than me. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't I've happen, happen outside a couple of work. times. But like Nick was describing the plot, and it's I, something I was thinking about when I was watching the movie it's, is it's so funny how Brad Pitt never talks about what he would do with his cut of the money or if he's even getting a cut of the money he doesn't care he's just helping out a he friend. doesn't give a sh- he never brings it up <laughs> he talks like, it, like it was his idea to get yeah. the money but he doesn't talk about what know, he would do with it yeah. or even if linda never says like and you'll get 50 yeah. percent right and, it, your cut. It was and in idea, other coen brothers movies that would be the entire thrust of the plot like fargo is all about arguing over who's getting the money yeah but he's, that's not his... He like, doesn't he care. He, he just wants to be in a cool spy And he does movie. so much work for it that he gets killed because yeah. of it. And, like, he's the only one who suffers any consequence. Well, not the only one, but of the two of them, mm-hmm. she suffers no consequences. She even gets what she wants at the end, yes. which is, makes it even funnier. So something that we haven't really brought up. She uh, learns so, nothing. So, yeah, absolutely <laughs> Two not. guys die trying to help it's, her. It's true white women entitlement. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Um, it's wonderful. So... 
<laughs> so uh, something we haven't really brought up is that uh, every now and then in this movie, we get a look at the CIA like director's office. Dire- the director played by J.K. Simmons. Do you think that was added like late in the? No, I feel like that the movie? the movie it works so much better as the movie with that. I feel like that I must feel have like been it reads like draft. audiences don't know what's going on. Add in two characters explaining what's going but on. But you need it's almost like a Greek chorus. Like you have to have yes. somebody. Have to have somebody who's on the outside on of either. the plot who's yeah. commenting on the opposite plot. J.K. Simmons. Do we know? Um, I gotta look it up again. I just okay, I just found this. I out. think but, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie was when they would interject to try to explain what's happening. Yeah, yeah try um, to I explain. Just, I, uh, okay, so right. uh, we change the little Discord channel every time we uh, change the episode, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, I, I did the made the name this time after one of their scenes together, which I, I changed it to uh, please don't learn anything. <laughs> and then I made the little subheader report back to me when uh, I don't know when it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, before we get uh, maybe we should talk about that first. So, yeah, so they they cut to are you looking up? Do you want to look? I'm up looking, I can look up. I just wanted right to comment that yeah. I, I kind of like I'm not in the government but i do work for a government contractor yes both of you and guys, this is I mean, well me even more so yeah more so. Um, <laughs> not to get into yeah he, he works for a state government contractor yeah, 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 i yeah, work yeah, for yeah, a federal yada, yada, contractor yada, yada. um but it's, it's like that people. it's it's like i don't know you know like and i'm at a i'm i'm a level where like if somebody tried to get something like i i wrote a, a memoir the only thing they would find out is the submarine has pipes in it david rash <laughs> yeah. david, david rash is that the, uh, guy was is the, uh, is the CIA officer incredible? He might be my sleeper favorite. Yeah, it's very good. I don't know. So. Um, <laughs> and he's it's so fun. it's like he describing a problem to your boss is that's so realistic. Like, yeah, that the way he does it to J.K. Simmons is so funny because he's just like, and then um, I don't I don't really know what happened. But, uh, <laughs> like, uh, where, where you need Mike closer to Mike your closer? face. Oh, but okay. So, I'm sorry. I'm I'm stepping all over your. So no, that, that's okay. But um, you brought up uh, Brad Pitt and Chad being your favorite character. Mm-hmm. The movie loves Chad. Like the the, the movie loves Chad <laughs> so yeah. much. There are so many scenes. I was laughing out loud at this. That is just Brad Pitt doing something that has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the, the rest he, of the movie. He does all these little dances all yeah. the time. Yeah, so so the excited. one that I see all the time is like him like kind of pumping his arms back and forth when they're, yeah. after they get the data when it's back he at Linda's place. He always has his cord headphones in, which is now, unfortunately, a ti- sign of the times or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. a period piece. Like, he has his iPod headphones in. He has the little armband that he keeps his yeah. MP3 player is, on when he that, runs. I didn't even, like, I saw it. Like, I know I saw it, but I didn't even clock that. Like, I was like, this I is was, normal. This I is still normal. I was just, like, loving everything. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But there, there's so many scenes where he is completely alone, not interacting with any other character in the movie, listening to something on his headphones that you never get to hear. Yeah, he's just Even in the car, he's, he's listening on his headphones and just dancing to himself like nobody's watching i loved him it's so wonderful i wish i had enough and it has no really importance to the rest of the movie and like, yeah. it's so funny to well, watch it him. makes you feel bad when he gets shot in the head that's true yeah. um <laughs> but no my favorite reason. line from him is like he's kind of being threatened by ozzy when they yeah. get in the car and <laughs> oh he, my he's God. like trying to you know yeah. Big extort money yeah. from yeah. ozzy and ozzy is like you're committing blackmail which is a, a federal crime that's a felony uh-huh. um and then you're Even trying you to disseminate this information release this also, information yeah if i don't 
comply with you and you release this you're going to jail like yeah. it's such a dumb plan like with it's, Fargo. it's such it's a, a dumb, horrible plan it's such a and, dumb plan and so um you're he, not, yeah like ozzy's like it's you, funny because either you way get... he is defeated by them even though their plan is dumb and doesn't make <laughs> yeah. any sense yeah. he's like you should get on your little schwinn and go away or something like that yeah and so Chad's just like, you think that's a Schwinn? Like, yeah, it's the smiling, like, thing in, in the entire world. It's like he like, knows. I, didn't even, I don't even know what brand of bike he has. It's but the... it's, it's... You're not a mic. He, yeah, like Nick is saying off mic, he knows he is winning the argument, but in a in a way that the other it's party doesn't understand. Yeah, <laughs> It's like you you are beating them, but they, they don't know. Ah, it's so hard to explain, but like, oh, you think that's a Schwinn bike, you idiot? But it's like, that doesn't matter to me yeah, <laughs> like that's at all. Yeah, that's not what we're talking idiot. about right now. Yeah, so uh, in that scene, Linda makes Brad Pitt, uh, Chad, Chad Pitt, get in the Chad car Pitt. with Ozzy Osbourne, and he's like telling him that he's extorting him. And Ozzy is like, you moron, you dumb shit, you, you absolute moron, you idiot. That's how he talks <laughs> the entire movie. Yeah, it's just like, Brad you Pitt. fuck... You, you piece fuck? of shit. Yeah, you fuck. keep saying Like, his fuck. favorite word is fuck. Yeah. I've never heard it. Like, not that I... Like, so, that it doesn't really matter, but this is probably... Fargo, Fargo had a record at one point about the I, amount of I fucks I thought in the this movie. seemed like a record for the number of times a character says fuck. Like, yeah. it's, every um, other word of Ozzy's was fuck. It's yeah. an extra joke to get John Malkovich to do that. A very respected, incredible actor. Yeah. Like, you get him to be this <laughs> petty, so screaming asshole the entire movie. You get to see him in a robe asleep on a, on multiple different chairs and couches surfaces yeah. oh yeah his wife <laughs> to, comes to home make someone one just time, completely and i pathetic. thought he was dead like there's, i thought there, i think they try and trick you a couple times of like think, making you think he drank himself to death or something yeah because he's like face down in an armchair with a glass in his hand and his wife comes home and she, he's not responding i'm like he's, he's dead yeah she's he's like dead. <gasps> ozzy and then he's like what and you're like oh fuck this no he didn't even alive. respond um there's in the one, one time I'm he wakes talking up about. I don't know. um but anyway uh yeah it was it's just a, such a fun movie. It's really good. It, you know, I don't know that it has any particular message, but it's it just has like <laughs> sure doesn't it, it doesn't. It's Fucked just if I know what we did. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a story about a people, a bunch of people who are up their own asses, and they should stop that. Yeah. Um, but well, they I don't. Mean, I think that our first segment shows that we took something from this movie, whether it's it's extremely yeah. American, which is extremely invi- individual. It, it shows and... like the the you can get into like the narcissistic greedy stupid people's heads what? when you get and to the point that tangle... the cia is watching you yeah but and even they doing... can't figure out what you're, you're doing doing it for such a stupid reason what is okay there there's like um the something theory or something like that you've got like you know nothing and then you fall into like idiot valley and then you come out of it oh it's yeah. like based on i don't know the more you know something, the or the more you know about something, the less you're inclined to talk about it. But it's an arc. No, no, the, it's like the more you know about something, the the more you know that you don't know. Whereas mm-hmm. if you know a little bit yes, about it, yes, 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 you yes, think yes, you yes, know yes. everything. Yes, and you're oh, that's an idiot. so perfect. Yeah, there's yeah, like an right. idiot or a moron valley, and like everyone in this movie falls into They're, that valley. It's moron Every single valley person. The movie. Yeah. Um, like you're trying it's like, to, to the like point where you're trying to kind of sell info. You're doing international espionage. <laughs> to the Russian embassy. You to moron. Dip- you moron. Diplomats oh, in the so year funny. 2008. There's a really great scene. We were talking about um, uh, J.K. Simmons and the other guy that Nick mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're like, 
she went to the Russians? And J.K. Simmons just keeps saying, the Russians? Like, he's <laughs> trying to figure out why she would do that. It's, too, and it's so funny The movie to say at the beginning, like because... you were saying, John Malkovich as Ozzy makes a point of saying it's been different since the Cold War ended. Because he knows the Cold War ended. He was the, He's there. He works at the CIA. When... Everyone knows the Cold War ended. But Linda, Linda hasn't paid enough attention to, to politics in the past 20 years. Yeah. The Russians I mean, want to we would learn us. better um, in, like... 10 years later yeah however like in the year 2008 who would think to go to the russian embassy with like cia it's it's so funny jk simmons not being able to understand the plot of the movie because it doesn't make sense for her to be doing this yeah (laughs) i just i just love that i love the the government contractors or the the cia is is like that and government contractors are like that too like um there's some sayings that go around my workplace such as first time quality, second time around, um, <laughs> and um, that the initials of the workplace are uh, stand for everything backwards. Oh. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, that that's pretty much what it's like mm-hmm. in any government area. Absolutely, um, but especially everyone thinks the, they're important the saying, you know, and they're really close not. enough for government work. Yeah, the CIA yeah. are a uh, bunch of colossal fuck ups. The only thing they know how to do is sell cocaine, and um, well, that's yeah. what the C stands for. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> uh, There's a really great story. I wish I could remember the, a little, a couple more of the details of, but it's a story from like a, um, like a, a documentary about drugs in America, and it's a guy who's just like a street level drug dealer, and he's like, yeah, I got it from my supplier who was like a guy in a mansion, and he's like, you're not, you can't, you know, if you ever tell anyone you got it from me, I'll kill you, and I'm like, okay, and then twenty years later. I found out that that guy's boss was just a CIA guy. Like, just a CIA guy. Yeah, well, so he's, he's like <laughs> finding out the CIA was giving him cocaine like years after it's relevant. What's and the Xavier like, Renegade Angel line? I need some of that drug you guys invented. <laughs> I need some AIDS? of that disease you guys invented. Crack? No, no the AIDS? other one. <laughs> that's no, the that's spice. the spice. <laughs> um, so, Cam, what did you think of Burn After Reading? Are you all set, Seth? Do you have anything else you want to say? I, like, I, so I don't have a coherent... <laughs> no, same. I don't know. I <laughs> had fun with Fuck it, it yeah. Fuck Who's, if I know. How do you, I don't know what I learned. How do you form a coherent like uh, like picture of this movie that doesn't have a coherent picture of itself? No, um, I mean, I, I was thinking this last night. Speaking of American individualism, I was like, damn, if I watched all the good movies, are there any good movies I haven't watched? Like, because... Uh-huh. A while ago, I was like, I'm just going to watch all the ones that people have been recommending to me, like, for mm-hmm. years. And sometimes I'm like, I sit down, I'm like, I want to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. What should I watch? Oh, speaking of which, I've been uh, re-watching L.A. Confidential, which we all watched yeah. uh, together. Really good. Uh, much better when you're not watching it on a laptop in your bed, trying yeah, to yeah. Discord call <laughs> between each other. This was early COVID when we were like, yeah. let's watch a movie together. And it was just, I couldn't do it. I think it. I might have fallen asleep during that one. The person who loves to watch movies with friends the most, and I just... I could, it doesn't oh, work. Yeah, like I definitely that. fell asleep during that one because I had already watched it for a class. Oh, really? Yeah. It's also a long one, a yeah. real meandering kind we of. We were supposed to read the whole too. book, but I didn't feel like reading the whole book. God. Yeah, I can't imagine like doing that. That big. Um, good movie though. Anyway, yeah. um, Christmas movie. It's so just like, thinking, have I seen all the good movies? It's crazy that you can just be like, oh, I I haven't watched this, and it's like such an incredible movie. Like I love Fargo. It's on probably my top ten, mm-hmm. and it's this. I still think I stand by that this is Fargo too. Like mm-hmm. this is. Fargo 2 is in it's, it's the most Fargo similar. with another Fargo on top of it. It's really yeah, good. They're it's... in D.C. instead of in the Twin Cities. And like they, they further have less Midwest ahead in time. Yeah. I love the D.C. setting. I thought that was fascinating. And they really go into that with like 
um, all the, the I'm being watched stuff. Everyone thinks that they're being watched by the government when they're actually being watched by divorce agencies. Like, <laughs> yeah, that divorce, happens divorce twice players. in the movie. Yeah. Like, I'm being followed. I'm going to be killed. And they're like, no, you're being served with the div- divorce papers. It's like, yeah. oh. oh, that was brutal. Um, uh, George Clooney rips this guy out of his car and is like, ready. Who do you work Who for? Who do you work for? He's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking no, about? No, the scene... It was even worth the, in the this, bar. in the bar where Ozzy is talking to um, his friend Hal, I guess, and there's these guys watching them. So Ozzy gets up and says, "Hey, can I help you?" And mm-hmm. they say, "Oh, yeah, you look really That's familiar. Are you Princeton '73?" He's like, "Yeah. Oh, I can't remember your name. Oh, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, Ozzy Cox. Osborne and he Cox. holds out his hand and to shake like, his hand. Shakes his hand, but instead gives him the divorce papers." And the guy says, served and witnessed, because he's got another guy, and just leaves. Brutal. And the guy he's at the bar with is like, damn, brutal. It's like, ouch. Ouch, yeah. Something like that. But, uh, man, I I thought you'd have more to say about the Princeton uh, sing-along scene. Oh, I I do, but I I wasn't going to, I haven't popped in Well, go into it now if you want. Who actually knows their alma mater song? That's I, well, yeah, that's the biggest it. joke. Like, that's because these fucking white rich assholes. That's all they have. They're Ivy like, League oh, stuff. Like, when was the last time they had stuff? fucking fun? Yeah. I was that was that was it. Um, today about how um, at places like Harvard, you're not allowed to as a as a teacher, you're not allowed to make fun of the financial institution industry. Oh, for real? Yeah, well, kind of, kind of like is unspoken an unspoken rule. thing because yeah. the the students themselves will get upset and uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just saw this I, to bring up the Simpsons again. This amazing Simpsons joke of uh, um, sideshow Bob, Krusty the Clown's sidekick, mm-hmm. side you know, um, uh, notorious oh, uh, yeah, Frazier. Right, right. This is uh, uh, he, this is when he's when he's with Cecil, <laughs> his brother. Like, is like, like oh, all that, after you went to clown college, all that time at clown college, and he says, "I beg you not to refer to Princeton that way." Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's literally a clown, but he's yeah, so he, high educated. Yeah, that. and he went to. He's, <laughs> they bring up all this time that he's like a thespian, like he knows all these yeah, plays because it's an the actor. guy that played Frazier. because yeah, he's a uh, he's Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer, who is amazing. a classically trained actor who is in, like very good at all this stuff. Yeah. and it's funny to put him in giant clown shoes. And have him say he's going to murder Bart Simpson. <laughs> Great, die Bart, die, the Bart, the. Um, anyway, so you're watching this movie. You're like, have I damn? Have I seen all the good movies? I thought I saw all the good movies, and the first third of this movie, I was not on board at all. Mm-hmm. I was really upset. I was like, damn, I didn't. I'm not liking this. Nick's gonna be so disappointed. I thought this was gonna I'm be good. Gonna be, I wouldn't be disappointed if you didn't like a movie I, that I asked you to watch. I have a bad brain, though. That's what I think. <laughs> um, I want you but, to come and be honest, not to be like, wow, Nick, no. you're so great. I oh, loved the movie you recommended. Oh, I would have. Yeah, have I would have said it. Taste. Yeah, um, But then, I, I, oh, shit, I should have written it down. But there was a specific moment where I was like, okay, I'm in. This is an amazing movie. It might have been when Brad Pitt was killed, but I really liked it. You know, up until that, that was still. That's like almost towards the end. This movie yeah. went really fast. Was it, it's the, 90 was minutes. it during yeah. the it's really first short. J.K. Simmons scene? That would be my guess. Maybe. The, <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought that was really good i mean the whole movie's really good like but i think it starts a little bit slow because they have to establish so much because it's such a fucking confusing plot (laughs) you know what's really surprising to me like i guess it kind of reminded me of that and that it's a bunch of old people trying to figure out their sex lives is i went through a period of time where i was just watching a bunch of netflix um uh specials when they were first coming out with them and I got into Grace and Frankie. I don't even know. Is, I heard that was good. Is it was like good, a... but it's it's not something I would ever expect myself to watch. It's just a bunch of old people. It's a real figuring out their sex lives. 
sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I now I know. I guess, but with a lot of um, gay representation mm-hmm. too. Well, yeah. Right? The 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 two main characters are being divorced by their husbands, who have been law partners, but are also fucking. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's about finding out your sexuality or embracing your sexuality late in your life. Yeah. I heard but, that was really good. Yeah. No, I I think I. I just was reminded of that because I'm like, oh, it's a bunch of old people trying to f- figure out their sex exactly. lives. Why do? Why am I enjoying this though? This movie has a lot more um, crazy drama going yeah, on. Yeah, there is I'm, a lot of crazy drama in that one. I've never seen a single episode me, or maybe even minute of it, but Roseanne kind of like mm. that's about like older people and older people struggling. To me, right? so much of this movie is about holding a mirror up to like maybe Society. America, maybe Whoa. well, no, like uh, Americans be like, Joker like this is what this is what you look like, like seeing George Clooney walking with the. This with the sex pillow out is like storming Stop. out yeah. with the sex he pillow in his, his arms tantrum. he like, throws his little tantrum putting it in the back of his car and oh, man. being like this is this is how stupid you look all the time this is what your problems look like to anyone who's looking at it from the outside when you see the cia people trying to figure out why any of these individual people are making the decisions they're making and they can't fucking figure it out and it's like and the cia people aren't without f- fault too because they don't have any solutions to they offer also don't yeah know they, what's they going don't know on. they don't know what's going on and they don't Simmons fix it they can't stop it I loved J.K. Simmons just desperate to not have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, thank God. That he's yeah. A, we have Oh, yeah. Um, George Clooney was going to get on a, uh, a plane a to Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. He's escaping and... to Venezuela. And they, they like, hung, held him up yeah, at they TSA. They, they stopped him. And then he's like, why the fuck did you do that? Just let him go. <laughs> like, he's our, part of our problem is trying to leave, and you stopped him. Get oh, him yeah, get him so... him. yeah, they were like, do you know why he was trying to get on the plane to Venezuela? No. We don't have extradition with Venezuela. Extradition. Let him yeah. go. Yeah. What does that mean? That means so that... extradition means that if you get caught in Venezuela, they can bring you back to the U.S. to be tried. Okay. But so Venezuela, Venezuela there's no extradition, so you can't. If you're caught Great. there or they find you there, you can't be like brought whisked back, back brought tried. back for yeah. crimes in America. When I looked, and he it did up... shoot a dude in the head. So. <laughs> oh man! When I looked it up, the. This is maybe we can cut this out, but the Google like definition was like you cannot be extradited. And I was like, you are breaking the rule of the dictionary <laughs> using the word. This is a totally different episode. But has anyone else noticed that Google is really bad lately? Google bad now. Um, the search results don't fucking work anymore. Ever anyway, since they changed the way Google Images worked, and yeah, they've been slowly getting worse. I and that was a big one. Noticed too much. I just have very good Google uh, foo. Like right, in anyway, 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 anyway. I, I, I was I trying was not to make this into a whole more thing. More of a big but, guy. But uh, so, um, um, yeah, so yeah, great movie, incredible movie. Um, like, did you have a, did you have a, did you have a favorite scene? I know you were talking God, about a I lot of know, this stuff. Man. That's I mean, here. every time Brad Pitt is alone, it was so funny that they just put that. I always complain about movies being too long. I saw this was ninety eight minutes. I was like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in. Coen Brothers, ninety eight minutes, two thousand eight. I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna like this. And then I was scared at the beginning. I wasn't too into it. Um. And then they just take time to show Brad Pitt being funny. Yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Like, there's a point where he, he works at the gym, right? Uh-huh. He's in cargo shorts and, yeah. like, <laughs> Nike Elite socks. <laughs> and, like, running on the treadmill with headphones on. Brad Pitt, a fist-pumping, like... A, a, like, handsome, chiseled guy. And they have him acting like a Dorcas the whole <laughs> He's time. He's acting like a 14-year-old the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen um, Nick's been watching the Tarantino movies, which is how yes. I know he was a, an automaton because <laughs> oh he God. didn't watch all of them in right, high school like right, the rest right. of us. I, Have you seen um, 
You're talking once about Inglorious. Oh, no, all right. Once yeah, I have not seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. I'm going chronologically. So next is Inglorious Bastards. We did Grindhouse on Sunday. Paul Rust, one of my best boys, is in that. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's um he's one of the Inglorious Bastards. Cool. I, I don't know, know if he has a speaking line. That's but, fine. Uh, yeah, he um, great great movie, great guy. Anyway, uh, yeah. In, so in... Brad Pitt is it is an is like a super well respected like prevalent actor. He's known for lots for of different being things. A hunky. Yeah. Cool guy. Brad which, Pitt is like... Which, this is something to keep in mind when you're watching any movie, is that every hunky cool guy that you see in a movie is actually a theater dork from high school. Right. They're, no one is cool. They're all acting dorks that are playing cool and are, are able to maybe... Except for maybe like uh, Clint Eastwood or something mm-hmm. like where you're like hired... I don't know. Or Harrison Ford where you like yeah. fall into it accidentally. Harrison Ford where you were just there at the audition and the director's like, you look cool. You look cool. You're like <laughs> building the set. And yeah. Like all you really want to do is crash mm-hmm. planes but you're, act- you're an actor now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so Brad Pitt plays totally against type and is so funny in this movie because he is, uh, like I said earlier, a golden, a golden retriever. Like he mm-hmm. is just a adorable... <laughs> dorky fit guy who's just like i was gonna ride my bike to the extortion yeah exactly. i can't ride my now i gotta fucking wear a suit that's another <laughs> thing that i found so great about this movie is that how it kept using fitness as a punchline mm. like yeah. to be like uh to have a character say yeah i think i'm gonna get a run in or like oh i want to oh. ride my bike to this uh oh my like God. that's when maybe that's when i knew i really liked the movie is when george clooney she, every time he cheats on his wife he has to he have gets like out a of the bathroom sex run. And uh-huh. he gets out of the bathroom and then he, he says, I guess he'll fit a run. Like, because I I, I saw it as like Is his... Is this like, like his response to Afterglow? Or like... I, I thought of it as his um, trying to impress the women that mm-hmm. he just fucked. Like, he yeah. was just like... And I'm still really fit. I'm gonna yeah, fit exactly. But then well, he no, would he, do the run. Yeah, so, like, so he's know. not just talking about it. I think it's more like a uh, showing a mindset kind of thing. Like, Okay, now I've uh, cleared the like cleared the brain I did, space. I did this. Yeah. Now I'll do this. Yeah, like, I did. Yeah, it's like you're just right. doing yeah. time, your time to do the next after thing. After he kills uh, Chad, and he he's um, he calls his wife, or he he's talking to somebody. Is he talking to Linda? I, I don't know. He okay. he's like, I haven't gone on a run in three days. Yeah, in three yeah. days. Yeah. Like he's a, this is his coffee. Yeah. This, you know. Yeah. It's, it's such an important thing to him that he cannot understand like doing without. I mean, getting that like to be a part of your life and like having the endorphins like you can see it as another section of the vanity thing that people have going on already but also it's just such a it's another thing where it's like holding up a mirror and being like even this thing this thing you do to like look better and that is a good genuine self-improvement thing you look stupid you look stupid while you're doing it here's how these characters here's how george clooney a handsome hot hunk guy here's how he looks when he's doing this he looks silly i love how much they like it's same as Brad Pitt. They take these incredibly gorgeous like idols, like these statues of men, and mm-hmm. like just turn them into dorks in this movie. Like George Clooney with his, he's building. We we got to talk I about. I can't the sex believe chair. we haven't brought this up. He's building a, a sex. Nick said sex chair, but it's like a sex machine. Yeah, it's a rocking chair. That with a dildo pushes a dildo into you <laughs> while you rock on it because and it's oh his reasoning for doing it is so perfect too because he's like I saw this in a gentleman's magazine. The implications of that are astronomical too, but like I could it's twelve thousand dollars in a magazine I could build that for a thousand dollars. That is such a dad thing to say. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> but not about the dildo machine. You don't <laughs> you say, say that, the you dildo say that about a fucking shed. You don't yeah, say like, that about the dildo. What am I, I going to buy a shed? I could build a shed for like one twelfth of the price. But he's like he says that about a machine, a rocking chair that fucks you. And, and Francis McDormand's face when she says it. How it works. Yeah, me too. And I, I look. Because I, I mean, thought too much I, I can imagine that actually existing, but I was like, how? I think it it goes. It seems that. like something you wouldn't want to build yourself. Well, because I it's think gonna uh, be, I think in reality, if we're talking bit. about the logistics of it, it would we work sure if uh, the motion wasn't so drastic. Because the the sliding yeah, out, in and out of the, the dildo, back. you don't want to have to re-enter every time because that like is yes, like a. Nick is, the thing is, I'm, Nick I'm, is like, unfortunately about, correct. <laughs> like I'm thinking about the chair goes back this way, but the dildo goes directly vertical, and right. that's not like if it's going up your ass. That is would that make more part sense of the comedy of the male view of how it a I, dildo works? Is it goes up? No, and not, I think it, I think no. it's just. Meant to be a really funny visual. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I it think was a really funny visual, I think, but yeah, I was trying I, to yes, figure out how this works. There's all this espionage, and you don't know what's going on. People are being followed in black cars, and like no one knows who's watching who. And George Clooney is building a machine in his, in his basement, basement behind a locked gate that his, he won't let his wife see. And then you find out that it is a sex chair. A very elaborate sex <laughs> Yeah, and then he calls her later on. And, and then he, he says, your present is finished. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, it, like, wait, just... did you let Linda use that? Because you don't let two people use the same sex oh, toy. I, I don't think she there's... went for it. <laughs> the more you think about the sex chair, the, the less you, the less you want to think about it. Anyway, um, George Clooney and Brad Pitt, so, so, so funny in this movie. Linda, I, I'm sorry, I don't know the actress's name. Uh, Linda Linsky. Linda Linsky from Fargo, the main character from Fargo. Francis McDormand fucking kills it in this movie. Another incredible performance. She is so yeah, funny. She's she's insanely talented. She just like demolishes this movie, yeah. uh, playing a character with no redeeming qualities, and still we root for her the whole <laughs> way through. Yep. Yeah. And then, oh man, and then she's sleeping with people, and then but but she's, and then she like sleeps with this guy who is so boring and uninteresting, and then checks his wallet, and he has a note from his wife about groceries to pick up like mm-hmm. she's like oh this guy's fucking cheating on his wife with me and like mm-hmm. oh, man what a what a fucking movie yeah it's so, so good. this was like a i'm really happy that you guys got I, such I a kick out of this didn't remember what you chose until last night when i watched this movie and i was like oh fuck i gotta watch that thing i woke up from a nap at nine o'clock and watched this movie and it was it was so good i loved every <laughs> second of it it was uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say. I've been talking this whole time. I, I, it is just great. Jake, I mean, J.K. Simmons is so funny in this movie, and I love. <laughs> He's in it for like a total of like maybe three 20. minutes, maybe. Oh, man, I was gonna say twenty. He's, I love, the energy, J.K. Simmons characters brings to this movie. Of just mm-hmm. like, I really don't want to have to deal with this. Why is this so complicated? He's always like on the edge of like, do I have to do something? Like, yeah. can I not have to do anything? Yeah. I know this is a huge problem, but are you handling it in a way yeah. where I don't have to do anything? And then the the guy he's talking to is like, like telling him that it's it's fucked up and complicated. But at the same time, but, he doesn't know know what to he do. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and like, he's like, and J.K. Simmons is just. I already said it, but he's just like constantly like 
please don't tell me I have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to do anything. I know this is weird and complicated, but is this an international just, issue? Just the line of, like, report back to me when it makes sense. It's <laughs> yeah. such a funny, like, what thing to ask. At the it. end of the movie, we've been referencing it the whole time, but they wrap everything up. Brad Pitt has been shot for no reason. Dumped in the Potomac. George Clooney is fleeing to Venezuela because he thinks he's being hunted by the CIA or something. Mm-hmm. But he's not. Yeah. <laughs> for kill- Oh, yeah. Did they, like Seb said, do they explain why he doesn't have labels in his clothing and no ID in his wallet? I is think, he smart I think he tore them out because it's a secondhand suit, I believe. Really? Yeah. But why doesn't he have I'm pretty ID sure it doesn't anything? fit him very well and it yeah. looks old. <laughs> It's because he's an idiot, though. Yes, I that's, so that's it, why it's so funny. Cause he's I assume not, he wore it to a wedding or something. Like, and he doesn't have any of his normal shit not. on because it's not his... No, like, wear a suit because you, you're... I don't that's know what you, makes sense is yeah. he's wearing a suit because he just had to go buy a suit. Right, and he's not... Like, doesn't have any of his normal identification But he was in smart his, enough to take the ID out and stuff? Yeah, well, I don't know I that guess. he's smart enough. He might have just not been carrying all of his shit with him. He doesn't have his ID? I mean, he's dumb shit, so who knows? He has, like, money in his wallet, but it's, yeah. like, ten dollars in yeah. once it's so funny but uh that's why george clooney thinks he's killed someone who's been spying on him, which i guess he has but yeah he thinks he's like a high up espionage guy but it's just a dumb shit from a gym who has ten dollars in cash on him in ones mm-hmm. but uh uh where yeah, was so they've been oh yeah so the up. end of this movie so jk simmons really doesn't want to have to do anything mm-hmm. and he's the some cia head guy and the other guy, CIA director, is how he's credited. Is reporting to him about this weird situation where he thinks something really bad is happening, but actually nothing is happening at all. <laughs> yeah. Literally the nothing. The Russians? Why? Why did she go to the Russians, it's, sir? I don't. I when don't you know. break it down, a gym employee is trying to sell pointless CIA memoirs to the Russian embassy, and that's it. Like that's. There's no, that's it. But they think something might be happening, and so she gets taken in. For George Clooney goes to is trying to flee to Venezuela, mm-hmm. um, and she is like, "I will not talk if you give me the money money for my surgery." And, and then, uh, then <laughs> so he's the, like, he's like, sure, "So what should like, we do? What should we do? I don't, I don't know. Like, should we?" Keep just holding her, it. and he just says, "Fuck it, let's just pay for just, it." Just pay for it. So she gets what she wants. She learns nothing. She learns nothing. Her friend died. The guy who was actually Fred into her dies. died. The guy she was dating oh, is talk about in that. jail. Yeah, Ted. Ted gets Ted killed gets by Osborne Cox, and another incredibly funny, pointless Jesus, scene. Like really so comedic, very violent scene mm-hmm. of a guy getting his head bashed in with a hammer. Um, on the street. You're one of the morons who's been holding me back my entire <laughs> life. Jesus. Oh, that scene is so excellent. Yeah. Um, my point is, watch this movie. But yes. the the end, which we've been talking about the whole time, is J.K. Simmons saying, Well, what it. did we learn? What did we learn? I don't know, sir. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> either. Guess we learned not to do it again. Fucked if I know what we did. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. perfect. And, and then learned... it just zooms out. That's just the end of the movie. Yeah. It just <laughs> zooms out from, from D.C., and it's it's just so uh, good. I don't know what else to say about the, just that ending line is so good. It's like we won't do this. Like, we won't let this happen again. 
I don't know how we let this happen or <laughs> yeah, what exactly happened did. at all. What did we do yeah. wrong in the first place? I don't even know what happened. Like, <laughs> they didn't. They obviously didn't help, but they didn't like make it. Someone it, dies. Two people get divorced, uh-huh. and this woman gets a bunch of money for her surgery that no, she wanted the whole time. Two people die. Yeah, a bunch of people oh, get divorced. Yeah, oh right, yeah, and I forgot. Chad both get killed. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, one goes to jail. But or, no, he's going to get put on a plane to Venezuela. No yeah. one goes to jail. Well, no he's, he's being held, and then he's, he's being held. Well, yeah, he's go just to gonna Venezuela. he's just gonna permanently. Yeah, yeah he just no, gets no to problems. Go. He gets what he wants. Like yeah. <laughs> everybody just <laughs> great movie. Um, uh, I could talk about this for another two hours. It was so fun. So I would like to talk a little bit about my first experience with this movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, that was just Cam. Sorry. Um, I, well, well, usually, no, no. usually I, the guy doesn't. I was also not paying attention for a good amount of time because I was trying to deal with the situation. You were doing puzzles on your phone. No, I was deleting links to viruses in another server. I'm on. Ah. So. Anyway, um, so this would this has been on my list for a while, both because I love the Coen Brothers, but also because I love movies where the CIA is portrayed as dumb and stupid, because I think they are in real life. And uh, hey, so they, I... they sell me cocaine. So. <laughs> okay, sorry, so I didn't mean to. Uh, I didn't mean yeah, to speak ill of your supplier. They're friends uh, or employer. And um... <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and anyway, Do you think they have the, any um... cooking jobs there? Any baking? Yeah, jobs the Culinary in Institute of America. So. This is already. This is already. <laughs> My friend works for Facebook, like, high up, I'm like, because she works in their cafeteria. That's pretty <laughs> So cool. I think I could work for the CIA cafeteria. Wow. Well, anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this had been on my list for a little while, and uh, occasionally uh, Emily is at my mercy for, I'm like, look, this is the movie we're watching tonight, because she doesn't usually want to, like, pick something. So I'll be like, okay, look, this is the movie we're watching. We'll see if you like it, because I'm it's always picking something. I always pick something I haven't seen. Every time. Wow. I, I, I love d- that. I never The anti-Alex. Want... <laughs> Alex is just watching Goodfellas every night. <laughs> I'm, I'm always picking something I haven't seen because I always am trying to find something new. And on nights like this, sometimes it's like a, a, a movie that I don't remember like super well for the future. Uh, I put on uh, David Lynch's Wild at Heart one night, and I don't think Emily will ever forgive me for that. She's like, she <laughs> really, really hated it, even though I uh, enjoyed it. Um, but the other times it is a complete fucking smash hit, like one cut of the dead, which I did for an episode was one of those nights. And, um, sorry, I, sorry, sorry. I what sent is... Cam an article about how the rest <laughs> of the CIA cafeteria is so stale. It looks like... <laughs> They can't even do bread right. Taco bar has gone down. (laughs) I love it. CIA taco bar diminishing returns. Okay, sorry. sorry, I'd love to work for the CIA. That's clearance level like two. (laughs) (laughs) Working in the Taco Bell. Top secret purple badge. Making the bread for the CIA. I'll do it. Uh, you get to be really they bad at your job, just like, the just, <laughs> just like I am now. Anyway, so uh, I get to pick the, it's just the movies, and um, sometimes it's not so great. It doesn't work out great, and like either I like it and Emily hates it, or we just neither of us really enjoy it. But uh, that's because I don't always know what I'm getting when I'm like picking yeah. a movie that I've never I, seen. Before. I think that's a better way to live than to watch things you've already seen. Yeah. But. So I chose Burn After Reading, and I had never seen it. We sit down and watch it, and we just like both loved it. Like. Like it's a relatively so, it, it safe is, choice too. It is so know? rare that Emily and I both love a movie. Usually, it's one or the other. She'd rather be watching Casablanca, <laughs> or the, <laughs> the movie where old. the train you're... comes at you. 
or oh no, Nick's <laughs> Nick's making me do a third one. Um, yeah, yeah. Finish, uh, finish wait, the job, I oh, I had one. You got another uh, one the, the, the my trip to the moon. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> um, but this was a very rare like okay locked in forever like this was one of our favorite movies and i thought about it so much since i watched it like i watched it like uh i want to say during 2020 so it's been like it's been almost two years now oh really thinking about this movie i i totally got the vibe that you just watched this like a week ago yeah i know well i've I've been do this let me put it this way i remade my film three by three uh last year Uh. and this was on it because wow, yeah, really? it, this was like, and it was a recent watch for me. Like, I, so I don't usually have recency bias with that sort of thing. But it's like, okay, what are my nine favorite movies of all time? It's like, well, Burn After Reading is one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. Yep. And it's got all these great performances by all these actors. And I am constantly thinking about the the tangled, stupid mess of things. And like, I like plenty of other Coen Brothers movies. I like uh, No Country. I like Fargo. I, I like uh, Big Lebowski quite a bit. But yeah. I don't like any of them more than I like Burn After Reading. It's hard. I mean, I really get... I think I like the aesthetic of Fargo more. I'm more um, interested in a blasted hellscape of winter mm-hmm. than 2008 DC. But we have different interests. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I would not question if someone said this is one of their favorite films. So Absolutely. Fine. This is one it's of my so favorites. Good. And like, it, was just, it just happened to be another one of those things where, like one cut of the dead it was just a oh this this is a movie that nick and emily with wild, who have wildly different tastes both say yeah this forever is one of our favorites yeah when you're watching a movie you can be like oh this is one of the best movies ever yeah made. and you absolutely. just know it watching it you're like oh this i'm and lucky one cut of the dead and this. the apartment which is another one that's a, a relatively recent we only watched that last year around christmas time is that and a I, horror movie or no no it is a uh it is a 1960 uh, sort of sex comedy, it, but it's okay. done by Billy Wilder, who did Some Like It Hot and Sunset Boulevard and a bunch of other like famous either. movies from those uh, from that time. But uh, he, it's it's like really insanely good. I think you would like it quite a bit. But I'll, I'm going to save that for December. I'll, uh, I mean, I'll, I can I can watch a movie. Anytime, uh, oh yeah, but well, but yeah, you're right. If I was to do it for the podcast, I meant. Ah. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so it was just like. Like you said, Cam, sometimes you can get it in your head, like, have I seen every good movie? And no matter how many movies you've seen, the answer is no. Yeah, you, I know. Well, this is like, a, kind of a bad example because it's a major motion picture by a, exactly, pair, yeah. a pair of famous directors featuring a bunch of famous people. But you have not seen all the good movies. There are still a ton of things that you do have not seen. You, the listener, have not seen all yes. the good movies. And, and me. in the spirit of that... Uh, next week, uh, our our host who isn't here, that fucker who doesn't listen to the show, Mister uh, Vacation. Mister Vacation. It's nice to not have to work and be able to take vacation. Yeah, uh, Mister Vacation said, uh, "I don't know. It's the Oscars, and that's his episode." We're doing the Oscars for yeah. our Oscars. <laughs> we yeah. don't know exactly what that means, but. You and I will figure it out at the same time. Of course I do. (laughs) Nick from One Week in the Future, take it away. (laughs) Take it away, Nick. Hey there, present Nick. This is future Nick from the editing. Uh, I am coming to you from a time where we do know what we're doing next week. And in this case, uh, Alex has decided for us that we will be watching some 2021 movies. We've got the nice, vague... Uh, collection of ideas there. We all picked some different ones. We're looking forward to it. But we'll be ranking them as our own Oscars. Uh, 
However, uh, after helping us make this decision, Alex succumbed to the deadly British coronavirus. So we will be seeing him hopefully pretty soon. It'll be another remote episode. But we're going to try and get that episode out to you at the regular time. If not, I'm sure we've got something else to tide you over. Take it away, past, present, Nick. Wow, what an exciting episode, and I All can't wait to do. All the stars have come out to show tonight. All the tonight. stars have come out tonight, yes. Just insert now, I am, I am looking forward uh, to watching the uh, 2021 film that was not nominated for an Oscar, Benedetta, which I will do regardless of whether that's the Yes, we're doing the Oscars. I will be watching Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to see it win Cam Best Picture. Cam keeps saying he's going to watch Macbeth, which is not eligible. <laughs> I am watching Breakfast, though. I don't, I don't want to watch any of those other movies. So we'll see. You're not going to want to watch the uh, the adolescent hijinks of licorice pizza? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I will. All right. Well, we'll see you next time at the red carpet. Wow. Uh, All of the stars have come out to show that. All right. So we'll see you next time. This has been Please Don't Listen to This. Your Life Depends on It. Signing off. Bye. What did we learn? I don't, Fuck I don't I know. know. <laughs> Fuck it. Guess we learned not to do it again.